Hey everybody, this is Ty with Grind, Sell, and Elevate. This week I'm gonna be talking about how to use LinkedIn to engage prospects and get more sales. So those of you who've been living underneath a rock, what LinkedIn is, it's a social media platform geared for professionals. The idea behind LinkedIn is for professionals to be able to network and communicate with each other on a professional basis. And the idea is like a, a friend request, um, acceptance like you would on Facebook or Instagram um, or even Twitter in the sense that you can follow people and make connections with people. They have an in-mail feature we'll talk about. But the idea is all of it to be professionally driven. So if you're someone who's in the business world, you're an entrepreneur, you're in sales especially, you have a, a product, a service, a business that you want to promote, you want people to know about, you want to network with people within your industry or outside of your industry, LinkedIn is the place to be. It's got well over 500 million users uh, to date and, and climbing. I think they did something that's all statistic, like there's two new users every second on LinkedIn. So it's really the place to be as far as from a sales perspective of how to network and to engage with potential prospects are most important. So I wanted to do is just do a brief overview of what LinkedIn is and how you should be using it. First and foremost, the thing I'm gonna talk about is you have to have a built out profile. There's lots of people that are using LinkedIn with photos that are uh, 10 years, five years old. So please make sure that your photo, your photo is relevant and it is new and it's professional. It's the other thing you see a lot on LinkedIn that the photos aren't professional. You have kind of a cropped arm in there or it's a wedding photo or um, an old party photo or maybe you're a groomsman or bridesmaid in a wedding. You really want your photo to be from here up and you want it to be professional, a professional headshot. Now you don't have to go out and hire a professional to take a headshot. You can simply do it on a blank background wearing a shirt and tie, a suit um, or a nice dress or a nice blouse and do it on a blank background with your iPhone. That's what mine is. And I made mine black and white and it looks very professional. People ask me who took it and I say uh, one of my colleagues on a blank wall in our office. So, uh, but make sure it is professional looking that you're in professional attire and you don't have other people in the photo with you. So you're not mistaken if you're a guy and you have another guy in your photo, they may not know who is who in the photo. So it's yourself professional. Secondly, there's a, there's a place for you to have kind of some uh, channel art or some background art, you know, make that relevant to something you're interested about. Um, I always suggest doing a skyline of the city that you live in is always really pretty and is impactful, especially if you're involved with doing local business. I pre personally use uh, a picture of a wave because I'm obsessed with the ocean. Uh, one of the guys on my team um, is really into tennis, so he has a tennis court with a little quote in the middle of it. Next, he wants your headline to be your job title and or use your title as a movie description. And what I mean by that, so for me, I'm a district sales manager by title. So you can just have district sales manager, right? And it's it's very transparent of what you're about. Or you could have um, a title that would be more like a movie. So something like helping to transform small businesses by saving them money with XYZ product. Or you could say something like if you're a business, a, a coach, helping sales professionals win more business by utilizing LinkedIn. So, or helping sales professional win more business by using new strategies and techniques. Like you could, whatever it is, kind of a description of also what you're doing, you could put hand. So you guys know, obviously I have my own podcast and I get asked a lot, you know, how do you make your podcast? How do you get started on that? And I will tell you, Anchor is the best source for making your podcast. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. 
The best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now you can match Anchor with great sponsors who will advertise your podcast for you. That means you can get paid to do a podcast right away. So in fact, that's one of the reasons why I'm doing and reading this right now, this ad that you're listening to. Uh, So if you're interested in creating your own podcast and or looking how to monetize it, then Anchor is the best way to go. Check it out. In hand as well. Now, when you're going through your about you section, you should always talk in first person in your about you section. And that should just be a couple sentences, a paragraph at most about what you're about, what you're passionate about. Um, Mine's four or five lines about what I'm really into that uh, I'm geared about achieving high end um, results. I've been in sales for a long time that I like leading. Uh, I like being in a leadership position um, that I'm someone who is very driven, motivated, and uh, I'm a high-end achiever. So something along those lines, you don't need a detailed bio of exactly who you are, like you're on Tinder or um, any of the other dating sites of Bumble, that's not what about. You just, you, they want the, you want the person to get a brief description of who you are and kind of what you're about and what, what uh, drives you. Now, as you move down your profile and you go into talking about your experiences, again, you don't need to have every single thing that you're ever responsible for in your previous jobs or your current job, but you do wanna have it relevant, three or four bullet points about what you do and um, some of your key roles of what you do. I think that's also a good place where you could put some maybe awards that you've won and, and as far as prior experience. Now, as you continue to go down, there's a place for your college. I don't recommend that you put it in there that you had a GED or a high school diploma because everybody has those, but if you do have a higher um, degree, like you have your BA or BS, or you have your MBA or your doctorate or your JD or whatever it could be, then definitely include that, what school you went to. I encourage everybody to also um, put in any um, society that you belong to, if you're in a sorority or fraternity, or like you're in the college Democrats or college Republicans, or what, there's so many different things you could have belonged to uh, if you're in the, you know, the uh, film school. So I was encouraged, no matter what you did in, in college to include that as well. If you belong to sororities or fraternities or any types of clubs, activities, list that. Now, if you've done any volunteer work, I think it's extremely important to show that you've given back to your community and that you're a part of your community, especially if you're someone who sells locally um, or at least regionally, it's important to show people or potential prospects that you are involved with volunteer work and you're involved at the local community level. Uh, because again, there might be some networking opportunities uh, there, or there may be they may know somebody that were involved in a, a similar type of like Rotary Club or Lions Club uh, or Kiwanis Club, all those different types of things. So make sure you put that in, in there as well. Now there's a whole section where you can put your interest, and um, I always say if you're going to follow, which I do, I follow lots of things, make them relevant to your field because it's great to be able to get the information relevant to your field or people that you look up to or aspire to, like Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, um, Ed Milet, or some people that constantly pop up my feed that I follow that I'm passionate uh, about their work and what they do and their content. Now there's also a section for you to put awards and certificates. So if you have like you're a CPA, you'd want to put that you're a certified accountant, right? Or if you're a financial advisor, but you're also fiduciary, you'd want to put that you have both of those things available to you. For me, like I have all of my insurance license. So I have them all listed out that the state of Texas has issued me um, insurance license. That's a great put to do that awards and honors that mean a lot to you that have been high-end achievements 
definitely put those in there. And then lastly, uh, there's two different sections. There's in the sections for people to endorse your skills. I always recommend you go out and you endorse other people's skills because it gets them to go back and endorse your skills. Uh, if you don't have anybody doing that, you know, ask friends and colleagues to start to endorse some of your skills, things they think that you specialize in. And then always, uh, always go back to prior colleagues, uh, clients and ask for recommendations. Recommendations are huge because what they do is they establish credibility. And the, the faster you can establish credibility in somebody's mind, so if you have a vertical of an industry that you work in, you work in appliances, and you have uh, several customers that went through and said that Greg was a great plumber, and he really helped me, he resolved my, uh, my, my issue timely, and he had great uh, prices, wonderful. Now you've, you've got three credible customers on there, past clients that are speaking volumes to who you are. You've also built out a character profile showing your years of experience, what you did exactly in your experience, a little bit about who you are. You've got a picture that humanizes you. You have a description of exactly what you do in your headline. Uh, show your qualification with your degrees and certificates. And all that starts to do is it starts to build a character profile. Now I wanted to spend time going over how to do a profile because the majority of the time I go to profiles, uh, they're incomplete. And when they're incomplete, it shows that you don't care and that you're not a true professional. So make sure that your professional, that your profile is professional. You can um, always check out mine, Ties Evans. I'm very easy to find on LinkedIn. Um, and, and or any anybody who's really a quote unquote celebrity is gonna have a really built out profile. So be sure to look at theirs as well. Now, a couple ways you can use LinkedIn to really engage prospects. And this is what I kind of want to drill into. Now, when you're engaging a prospect, I don't think that LinkedIn is a place to solicit business in the way that you would normally solicit business. Um, going on there and just saying like, hey, I'm giving out free quotes or free estimates for doing that. That's not really the place that you would do that. Now, what I think you can do is you start to build a community of potential prospects, right? So if you have some of the people you're trying to target uh, within a certain vertical, then you'd want to start making um, relationships or connections with those key acquaintances or prospects that maybe you've reached out to on phone or uh, and and by email, you know. So we talk a lot about sales sequencing. So you know, we go call, email, call, email, and then maybe call LinkedIn requests with an email, right? And you start to build out a sequence and you put LinkedIn in your sequence because it's powerful. And here's a statistic I'm going to give you because it's really powerful. The average open rate of an email is 12%. So imagine if you emailed 100 people, 100 potential prospects, only 12 people are gonna open them. Now the open rate on LinkedIn for the in-mail is 48%. So if you emailed 100 people on LinkedIn, 48% of them would open that. So you're much more likely to reach your potential prospect. But now when you start to engage a prospect on LinkedIn, after you sent a friend request, Never send a just a blind friend request. Always send a friend request with an intro um, in mail. So, hey, this is Ty with XYZ Company. Uh, thanks so much uh, for accepting my friend request. I was glad we were able to uh, connect on LinkedIn. I look forward to working with you in the future. Or if you had a great conversation with them, hey, Tom, I really enjoyed our conversation. I just wanted to shoot you a, qu a quick friend request so we can stay connected in a, a different avenue. Uh, really appreciated your time today. Thanks so much, Ty. So it's just it's just a, a quick intro. You're not asking for anything. You're establishing who you are, maybe thanking them for their time if you had a great conversation. And then you start to engage, right? So what you want to do is birthdays, emails, promotions. Obviously, you always want to say happy birthday, congratulations, those types of things. But the point of this is to start to engage with their content. And actually, LinkedIn has a whole feature called LinkedIn Sales Navigator. 
and which you can actually follow certain prospects and it alerts you every time they post new content or they have any type of activity so you can engage quickly. Now, if you don't wanna pay for that and you can't afford LinkedIn uh, Sales Navigator, you can still keep track of your prospects and go to their profiles and or just look for them in your feed. And in the feed, all you really wanna do is you wanna just, you wanna stay top of mind. So when they post something, like it. If you like the content they put it, thanks so much for sharing. I really enjoyed that article. Thank them for it. So when you do that as a salesperson, you don't get lost in the noise like you do with all of your competition that's calling and spamming them with emails all day. Now you hit a different type of avenue where you're top of mind by not asking for anything. Just by saying, hey, thanks so much for sharing that article and you like the comment, you became top of mind again. And now they might be a little bit more likely to pick up your phone call the next time you call because you've validated and you've shown that you agree with them, something that, that they put out there that is meaningful to them. So you're starting to build a little bit of trust, uh, not on a subconscious level, but uh, in between, it gets conscious and subconscious that there is such a thing, right? It's kind of like social media. Like we check social media so many times a day because we like the dopamine hit of people validating what we post. LinkedIn is no different. It's just in a professional setting. So you want to engage with the, your prospects that you're following on there. Now, as you start to engage, um, one of the things that we talk about is that you want to keep LinkedIn in your sales sequence. So the first sequence was to connect and to send an intro in mail. Right now you're engaging a little bit with their content. Now yourself, you also wanna start resharing or posting your own original content that's related to your field or your vertical. There's no point in sharing information on LinkedIn that's not relevant to what you do because what you're really trying to do by sharing content or be posting content that's relevant to your field is you're starting to show the person or the people following your, that are in your, or in your networks is that you're an expert in that field. So like I'm an insurance. So I, I post stuff that's related to insurance. I wouldn't start posting stuff that's related to refrigerators um, or to sports or to anything else that had, didn't have to do with insurance because what do people in insurance care about me and refrigerators, right? Um, and so oftentimes you'll see that the content that's not posted or people are posting on there, it's not like Facebook. Like no one cares about your political views. No one cares about what sports team that you like. And no one really cares uh, about like your opinion on the economic crisis unless, it, unless you're a financial advisor and it's relevant to your field. So you really wanna have the content that you post relevant to your field so your prospects can take that content and apply it to their business or at least show them that you're an expert in what you do and that you're knowledgeable about your field and that you're constantly researching. So it starts again to elevate and separate you from your comp competition. Now, when I go out and I find different articles or I'm um, reading trends journals and trends magazines about insurance, you know, you should share those with your prospect and LinkedIn's a great place. So we've already assessed that you're gonna get a lot more, it's gonna be a lot more likely for them to open an in-mail than it is for an email. So it's an excellent place if you found an article that could really help your prospect to send it to them. Hey, I found this article, thought it was really relevant to your business, wanted to share with you. Let me know your thoughts, right? And that, now we've opened up uh, a dialogue. Now you didn't ask for business, you're not soliciting business, but what you are doing is you're providing value. And the more you can start to provide value and engage and interact and gain mind share, then the more you start to separate yourself from your competition and the more likely you are to get that meeting you wanted. 
So these are different ways that I've used LinkedIn um, that have really helped me to start some dialogue. It's just very simple. It's engaging with content. It's having a well-built-out profile, showing that you're a professional. Um, I post original content. I Lots of people that are in sales follow me, so I have a sales blog, which you guys uh, may or may not know. So I post sales content twice a week on Monday and Thursdays. So now people within my community can see me as someone who's a true sales profession, a sales assassin. And so they can use the stuff that I provide in their own um, daily lives and help them engage their clients and, and their prospects. So um, those are just a couple different ways um, that I wanted to just get on and share with you about how you can start to engage, engage on LinkedIn. It's a tremendous asset, tremendous resource you're really missing the buck if you're not using it as a way to engage people and to become top of mind. If you're just doing phone calls only, you're gonna lose. If you're just doing emails only, you're gonna lose. If you're just doing social selling, you're gonna lose. You have to start to combine all these as a, a trio way of tactics. You should be calling, emailing, texting, tweeting, DMing, LinkedIn, inmail. All these different ways are different ways you start to gain mind share but as you're using LinkedIn, use it as a way to become relevant, show that you care, show that you're an expert in your community, and to provide value with your potential prospects. So the next time they call, maybe they've seen three or four posts they really enjoyed, or maybe you sent them an article, and that spurred a conversation where they said, hey, I didn't know this was happening or this trend was happening in our industry. I really appreciate you sharing. When would it be a good time to set up a call? Uh, you see that more often than not. I've had tons of the guys on my sales team who've called and emailed at nauseam, sent one LinkedIn in-mail, got a response, and um, got a quote or got an opportunity or at least had a conversation that they wouldn't have had before. So if you guys have any questions, I know it was pretty brief. There's lots of things you can do on LinkedIn. There's lots of different ways. But I wanted this to be just a real basic way, an intro for LinkedIn if you're someone who's not using it, not familiar, for you to start engaging with it now. Uh, maybe in the future we'll do a more in-depth video on how to um, – ramped up more tactics on it, but just start with that. Start with building your profile, start with making connection requests. Uh, another quick fact, uh, people who have 5,000 uh, LinkedIn connections um, achieve their quota 98% of the time. So again, and 74% of people research the sellers they're going to buy from before they buy. So if you think about that statistic, 74% of people are going to research you and probably one of the first places they're going to go do that is on LinkedIn. So it's important for you to have a, a great personal brand and awareness and to engage with your prospects in any way you can, uh, any way you possibly can. So hopefully that was helpful. I said again, if you have any additional questions or you're struggling, um, you want me to take a look at your profile, please reach out. Shoot me a comment below or send me an email. I always post my email and all of my uh, my handles below so you can always get in contact with me. Um, if you like the video, give me a thumbs up. If you haven't, there's a little subscribe button right there, I believe. could be there. I'm pretty sure it's here. Uh, subscribe. I'd uh, love to connect with you and I appreciate you watching. I'll talk to you guys soon.